0: Welcome back everyone, Jody and I are celebrating 27 years of marriage and we are in the middle of a really long couples getaway. So in the meantime, we are going to replay some of our favorite episodes and some of the most popular episodes from our podcast. If you've heard these episodes already, then they are definitely worth relistening to. And if you haven't heard them, then we're excited to introduce you to some more of our excellent guests that we've had on the podcast over the years. We really hope you enjoy listening to this, and we'll be back with you soon. Broken trust can be healed, but it's not just time that's going to heal it. You need clear guidance about what to do and what not to do. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I've developed a free video course called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. This course will show you what's needed to begin healing after betrayal. I offer guidance for the betrayed partner, as well as the partner who broke the trust. You can access it for free right now by clicking the link in the show notes. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, From Crisis to Connection. Each week on this podcast, my guests and I will give you and your loved ones resources and tools to heal from the crises of infidelity, pornography, abusive behaviors, and betrayal trauma but we also talk about how to build and maintain healthy connection in your most important relationships. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is a continuation of our third interview with Wendy Maltz, internationally recognized sex therapist, author, and speaker. It was a real thrill to have Wendy on and she came back on for a third time to our podcast. And so This is the second part of that interview where we specifically talk more about how women who have been sexually betrayed can relearn touch, especially sexual touch. And we've had a great conversation with Wendy about how to do this. This is such a difficult and challenging topic. And so if you haven't listened to the first part of our interview with Wendy Maltz, go back to the other episode. Make sure you listen to that. And then of course, if you want to hear more from Wendy, we've done a couple of other episodes with her. So we'd love for you to listen to all the great interviews that we've done with her. And then, of course, check out her website, healthysex.com, where she has free articles, podcast interviews, posters, videos, and so much more to help people overcome sexual problems and develop skills for love based sexual intimacy. And as you know, Wendy Maltz is a very experienced therapist. She's had over 40 years of experience helping couples and individuals overcome sex and intimacy concerns. And she's the author of numerous acclaimed sexuality resources, including the Recovery Classic, The Sexual Healing Journey a guide for survivors of sexual abuse, as well as The Porn Trap, the essential guide to overcoming problems caused by pornography. So it's a real thrill to have Wendy on the podcast. Let's continue on with our interview with Wendy Maltz. So should we talk about how couples can work together to start relearning touch? As they start to like embark on this, you know, reclaiming their right to deep connection and intimacy. Like, where does that start, Wendy?
1: Yeah. Well, I think I know like, We have a whole chapter on Larry and I, my husband, Larry Maltz, and I did the book, The Porn Trap, The Essential Guide to Overcoming Problems Caused by Porn. And we have a chapter in there on several chapters to help couples to heal. But one of the places to start besides getting good supports for yourself, your individual Mm -hmm. is, you know, you can talking about what do you want what is important to you in sex? There's an exercise. What is it? It's like creating uh sexual intimacy together, and or topics for creating sexual intimacy, and things like well, ask being able to sit down. You could do this in a therapy session, and I had couples do it in therapy. That's how I developed the exercise. But it's um things like you know. What do we want sex to mean for ourselves? What does it mean to you what are What do you need to feel safe sexually? What are some things that you like and what are some things that you that turn what are turn ons and what are turn offs to you so mm-hmm. just like, like we approach doing anything important together as a couple buying a house, having a baby, whatever you know you, you, a little time spent in talking and planning can go a long way to prevent problems and and if you get a a vision of sex that of a sex life you can create together um that's very important and i think it's really reassuring to the intimate partner to uh, hear the porn user talk about these things and you you know mm-hmm. and really own what he wants and what's what's important you know how can we support each other to create the kind of sexual life that would be pleasurable for both of us and or meaningful or self-sustaining and be able to grow so some that's important but then there are skills too on a physical level there's how Mm. to get the well the things like being able to tune into what attunement being able to tune into what the partner is feeling and experiencing and having empathy for the partner's experience and mm-hmm. I I always think of that in terms of like learning dance together you know if you're doing any kind of like slow dance and you have to kind of get your rhythms together and mm-hmm. have a sense of where your partner's moving and how so you don't step all over each other or <laughs> like, you know have a net and so it's how to get your bodies to move together in a way that's mutually pleasurable and and so that attunement and uh, like even there's an exercise in the book a simple one one if you raise your hands just to each other. Children do this, and the partner puts their hands out, and you mirror the hand movements. You have a few inches between your hands. If you're, it's like you're saying stop with your both hands, and you're both uh-huh. doing that, and then you move your hands around, or or one of you leads, the other one follows. Just a simple exercise like that can get you moving together, and you can do it with your hands touching. You can do it or with some distance like i said like they're magnetized with each other and moving together so learning how to kind of read your your partner's body movements good communication is so important in the moment in the sexual or touch experiences where it's okay one of those things you came up with on discussing the topics was like it's okay for either of us to speak up at any time and say if we need something changed or you know or if something isn't working for Mm -hmm. us. And that that kind of language is much better than ouch you hurt me or why'd you do that? You know, it's more like what is working? How can we make this work? I like positive feedback or how's this working for you? Are you enjoying this? And you're checking in, you're, you're getting, you're creating a connection beyond the physical that involves touch and talk and movement.
0: I love that. And I mean, I, pornography is such a, I mean, it's obviously a product, it's a performance, but it can, but, but I think that people that struggle with pornography and even partners that are impacted by it, both feel like they've got to sort of it, either consciously or unconsciously or Kind of pulled into a performance mode in the bedroom. And there's like either acting out things they've seen or feeling like they have to somehow keep up with it or compete with it. And so everybody's kind of tuned inward about how they're showing up or monitoring themselves instead of really doing this attunement that you're talking about. And so I think that moving from a self centered, self conscious performance mindset and as a team and a couple who are really tuning in and working, that's a huge leap for a lot of these couples.
1: Yes. And it's kind of, it can be helpful to think in terms of what are the goals of the pornographers when they're filming the uh, sex that they're filming for pornography. First of all, they know they have an audience, you know, they've got to get aroused and keep them interested and and involved. So they often go for close-up shots of things in more intensity and roughness or Things that are shocking. It's, it's, it's often like a shock and awe kind of mm-hmm. combo that the producers of the pornography are doing on purpose in order to engage the viewer. This has nothing to do with a couple making love. It has nothing right. to do with that. You're talking about a way to create visual stimulation and one, one, Guy I've worked with said, it, it's like, I grew up watching car crashes and thought that's how you drive a car, oh, <laughs> oh, man. you know, or like the, 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 the chases in a, yeah. you know, a cop movie or something. I grew up on that. And then, you know, I'm supposed to take that and translate it into this is how you drive a car. And it wow. Was perfect. You know. So when you start when you're talking about reestablishing touch and attunement
0: in touch together as a couple, is are you talking about that to begin that outside the bedroom, to begin that in a space that's
1: not necessarily tied to sex? Or well, I think that can be very helpful. And the, the relearning touch exercises and the exercises in the uh, described in the book are progressive. And they go from less, you know, non-sexual to more types of touches that can be part of making love with each other, of having sex with each other. And yeah, the mirroring one, for Mm -hmm. example, that can be done outside the bedroom and and getting creative. We talked about this last uh, when we're talking about sexual healing from sexual abuse. And I was Mm -hmm. describing the relearning touch exercises that are on yeah. my website healthysex.com you can watch a video of them there for free they're on youtube and uh, for f- free too so it's um but but they're progressive and encouraging i always encourage people to if something seems overwhelming or too much take it back a couple steps do it in a less intimate environment or try it in the shower or just doing it in the living room or the backyard sitting you know across from each other just general massage and you can do massage with clothes on without you know so creating it, it's definitely see the thing is it can be so good to do that before you actually are making love or involved with your body's kind of you know, turned on and very excited and in sex, it can be good to do to get the preliminaries going without that as a goal first. Because otherwise, if you try and just integrate it when you're hot and heavy in sex, it's, I think it's a lot harder to do. You're more likely to slip into fantasy, even, you know, or disturbing thoughts. And whereas, if you've built up the practice for for it in a, a less, you know step by step.
0: Yeah, I think you're more likely to lose the synchrony, probably, you know, and and kind of the attunement if like the focus is on the orgasm or trying to get to some finish line versus yeah. staying connected with each other. Yeah.. Set. yeah, so practicing outside of the context of sex mm-hmm. gives the couple a chance to stay close and stay in movement with each other.
1: Exactly. yes. and. There's some skills too besides the exercises of, of there's like looking with love is one is a skill that actually is an exercise where you you can do it in during sex or just any time where you just feel your love feelings for your partner just and your appreciations for your partner allow yourself to go you know what am I happy about share. You know, and sharing time with my partner, what do I enjoy about my partner and thinking of that? And then when you when you look at him or her to actually have those feelings, to imagine them coming up and coming out your eyes. You're looking mm. with love love. And yet you look in your partner at your partner, they can be looking back or not, but just experience that inner feeling coming through your eyes. And that's I think that can be very healing, especially to someone who's been doing porn a lot, because in porn, it's like into my eyes. Here's this Mm. sexy scene, and I'm going to take it in my eyes, and then I'm going to get aroused, and then I'm going to have this orgasm or whatever. But it moves the energy in that opposite direction to be thinking of you as being able to just open a channel where... Your heart feelings are connected to your vision as well. It's beautiful. So, and there's hand to heart exercise where you, which I won't go into a lot of detail describing it. I think we may have talked about it in the earlier video, but you can. It involves having those feelings travel down your hand and into your partner's heart that you're touching, as your partner's touching your own heart and sending the love feelings. So it's also uses imagination and, and affection. And then there's what type of touch is this? There's a magic pen exercise and uh, sensual pleasuring and heart anchoring that has to do with actually connecting the genitals in that loop. So let's say, let's say you're doing the look with love. And you're doing it, and you're in an intimate setting with your partner to actually to have imagine that feelings of love as also connected to your your genital sensation, the genital sensation, the heart moves up and have the heart feelings, and it comes out your eyes, or you know, connecting other senses, smelling or touching, mm-hmm. and just be have subtle awareness at times of reflecting back of that. There's a connection between your genitals and, uh, you know, this is
0: so beautiful. I I, I'm thinking as I'm sitting here, I'm like, yeah, I can imagine some couples may have some resistance to doing these exercises, but I'm thinking the resistance is the vulnerability because you're already putting your bodies together in totally (laughs) disconnected ways. So it's not about the touch. You're already touching each other a bunch. It's really about slowing it down and letting yourself feel this in a full body way and be really seen by somebody, which is terribly uncomfortable if you've never done it before.
1: Right. And pornography teaches this dissociated way of having sex. So all this stuff isn't connected. It's going to feel a little funny to connect it. But I suggest things like weaving. Do it for a few seconds. Or do it for ten seconds. Just try it a little. Weave in and out, mm-hmm. and don't condemn yourself if your thoughts move in directions you don't want to them mm-hmm. to go. Just kind of bring them back gently and weave in right. some of this more. It's a conscious lovemaking. It's adding yeah. consciousness, but not self consciousness, like you're worried about how you look or where your hair's doing, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, right. And if thoughts of porn come up, you can sweep them. Just imagine sweeping them to the side. If they come back, okay, well, you sweep them when you can. And it's going to realize that the growth takes time. So it's not going to be a perfect thing initially. It may take months or years even to acquire a a channel that, a way of approaching sex through Arousal and excitement and orgasm that is feels free of porn.
0: I mean, you know, people that are really kind of anti porn should really be the most pro sex people on the planet, right? Like, really wanting a better version of this, not this cheap, flimsy substitute that just really leaves people so vacant, both individually and together as a couple. And so, what you're describing is like the real thing, like, really, like what we're designed for.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh,
1: and uh, fantasy, you know, fantasy it can be a very healthy part of sex, and there there are ways of. But pornography has like just given one idea of fantasy. Like fantasy can be like that you're rocking on a, a raft together on on water, or you're laying on the on a, a beach. That's a nice one in the (laughs) wintertime, you know, and you can weave in all different kinds of fantasies uh, that, you know, uh, it's helpful to focus on ones that fit with your values, but to be understanding about the whole, uh, to really knowledgeable about the whole area of fantasy, because fantasy can be a natural way to increase pleasure and interest in sex I have mm-hmm. I've you know I have a whole section on my website healthysex.com that that describes what are fantasies and it's very different than thinking these I don't know little recipes that are you know books on fantasy like chambermaid or something or right or, right or thinking of fantasy only in terms of a scene in a in right. a, in a porn video because it's that's just that's just such a narrow vision of fantasy and uh, you you can, if you don't like the word fantasy use your erotic imagination to be able to you know just bring bring ideas into the have your be able to have in your mind different visions i think we talked about this on the one on mm-hmm. sexual healing
0: sexual abuse well, yeah, and for it to be expansive instead of just narrow, right? And to have the couple be able to grow into this together, create together. Yeah, it's such a different. It's such a contrast to like what what is commercially available in pornography. It's just
1: yeah, it's just so different. So um, yeah. So
0: all of these exercises, Wendy, all these exercises that you're talking about. A lot of this is integrated into your porn trap book because you've taken a lot of your experiences and your you know your training and and time with couples and healing from abuse and relearning touch. You've put a lot of those things in the porn trap together, right?
1: Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a, we really wanted a resource where people could go from, you know, understanding whether or not they have a porn problem, how it developed and what are the potential consequences. And then, and then the second part of the book is all on healing individually and as a couple. And, you know, I'm a trained sex therapist, and that means I'm a mental health professional who has special training in in being able to talk, just talk about sex problems (laughs) and suggest... um, Someone the other day said wrote, wrote to me on Facebook and said, well, do sex therapists... Ever do any of these Sense8 focus exercises with their clients? And I was going, ah, no, <laughs> you know, that's unethical and illegal. And, you know, it's just talk therapy and having at home assignments. You do in the privacy yeah. of your own home. But um,
0: oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, and as a trained sex therapist, I know it's also very important to address any functioning problems or difficulties that yeah. may be happening cuz sometimes thoughts of porn can come up to like boost the arousal when maybe a little bit of viagra might not be a bad idea or cialis you know when yeah. somebody's let's say over 50 or whatever and so being able to do that, address things as well as difficulties females may have with uncomfortable intercourse painful intercourse or difficulty having it and an orgasm and so you know getting the help there can be medical conditions that are haven't been addressed that may right. be adding because i think people you sometimes turn to porn to medicate for a sex problem that could have oh
0: yeah a medical, sure.
1: medical sex problem and that's mm-hmm. doesn't work <laughs> yeah
0: well, Wendy, thank you so much for spending so much time with us here and giving so much to our audience and for your books as well. And we'll make sure those are linked in the the in the show notes along with your website, which has so many resources. Every time I get on there, I'm just blown away by how much stuff you have on there. So I hope people will check it out. But I'm sure we'll have you back on. We'll. I'm sure we'll come up with another reason to talk to you.
1: Yeah, okay, good. It's so, it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. And I wish everyone well.
0: Thanks, Wendy. You can learn more about Wendy and the great work that she's put out in the world on her website, HealthySex.com, which provides free articles, podcast interviews, posters, videos, and so much more to help people overcome sexual problems and develop skills for love-based sexual intimacy. Once again, we want to thank Wendy for joining us on the podcast. Not one, not two, but three times. And who knows, Wendy, maybe we'll just invite you on to be one of our co-hosts. We seem to have a thing going here and we just love talking to you. And we want to thank all of you for listening every single week. You can find additional resources on our website, FromCrisis2Connection.com, where we have online courses, past episodes of this podcast. And we invite you to go to connection.com and download a free guide for how to end marriage arguments. And that will be a great resource for you as you're trying to navigate your connection with your partner. And as always, stop by on social media. Let us know what you need, how you're doing what questions you might have, and we'd love to hear feedback from all of our listeners about what you're loving about the podcast and what can be improved. Thanks for listening every single week, everyone, and we will catch you in the next episode.